Welcome to the Fight Shed Podcast, a podcast that recaps the best of both MMA and boxing events of the past weekend and previews the biggest combat sports events for the next week. Thank you for listening and supporting the Fight Shed Podcast. I'm Daniel, and as always, my co-host, Mr. Alan Kirk. Hello, hello. How are you, sir? Uh, well, I'm uh, trying to beat the 100, seems like 100 days of summer getting. The endless uh, summer of the heat. Endless summer, and I would say West Texas, but it's n- not just West Texas. But it's summer. It's supposed to be hot, right? Uh, I don't think it's supposed to be this hot, sir. It's like whenever we're driving down the road and my wife says, oh my God, that sun is so hot, so it, bright today. It's like, it's been bright for billions of years. I mean, I, what's so different about today? And isn't it going to be another billion years it's going to be bright? Some, yeah, just just about. I don't think, it's like it's on its way out. Well, I... <laughs> I think last week you said you had to repair your air conditioning. Is it still yeah, holding up? Yeah, thankfully I'm still married. I'm okay. still it's okay. still cool in the house. It's okay. uh, still 73 degrees. We keep it around there. Um, our house is very poorly insulated, so okay. uh, it it takes a while to get 73 degrees and to keep it 73 degrees. So, um, but at once when before it was uh, not working. It was 78, 77, and uh, it was miserable. Well, the Texas Electric Companies want you to have it at 77, sir. Are you going to do that at night like they, they suggest? Those people must be um, either very rich or single because there's no way your wife wants it at 81 degrees, 82 degrees, 77 when you're sleeping. Yeah, no way. And don't you feel like they need to send a Snapchat to us just to, make sh- to show them they're following their yeah, own rules? exactly. Like, show show me your thermostat. Are. Yeah, I you don't know? think so either. I mean, yeah. you ever walked into like a public building and everything like that it's cold in there like a uh, uh, a texas owned public building it's very sometimes it's cold the probation offices are hot <laughs> so our so our tax dollars are, are at work yeah at work and so is our grid uh, <laughs> our electric yeah grid. well so far right so far well my my apartment is poorly instead too and i'm at 77 constantly so i have in my bedroom i have a air conditioning unit and right. then i have a thing called a bed jet a bed what well, I don't I still don't know what a bed jet okay. is. Okay. So a bed jet uh, it is a cooling system that blows cool air in between your bottom sheet and your top sheet. Okay. So you kind of hook it up to your sheets? No, well, you you can buy an a sheet a, a custom sheet for oh. that, but I'm I'm too <laughs> frugal to do that. So I just use regular sheets and it fits under your bed. And you have a remote, and you can set it for however temperatures it goes down to 66. And, I mean, it gets cold. Wow. Like, I don't even have it set on there. And you can set the fan speed. I only have that fan speed set at 30% at 70 degrees. Wow. And it's a game changer It's a, It's an absolute game changer. So, if you have, like, like if you get night sweat sometimes or just sweating, you don't yeah. ever get that. And the bonus, because my girl gets cold, Yeah, it will do heat in the winter. Wow, and, and do and do heat bursts. So is this like an Amazon uh, buyer? It's a two hundred ninety nine dollar. I don't think that that's too terribly overpriced. Well, I mean, you know, the, the 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 alternative is to be miserable. Is to be miserable, and I hate being miserable at night because I can't sleep very yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, you know that's something I have to look into. But three hundred dollars is kind of steep, right? It there. Is that's steep. almost a UFC ticket. It's almost a UFC ticket or an <laughs> Oculus. Do you or want an Oculus. Oculus Quest too, or do you I want? Would, I would like an <laughs> Oculus. I mean, I think it's a it's a something to look into, uh, look forward to as far as in the future. I'm sure. Oh my gosh, yeah, I yeah, can't. You have one, that. right? I do have one. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Well, look at you, you got the Oculus yeah. and a, a, a mattress jail. What? So maybe I shouldn't be complaining. Like <laughs> life is pretty good for me, right? Yeah, you you could be like me and not have anything. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I guess I, I don't have to go outside because I could just door dash food too, right? Right, right. Yeah. And you don't work outside? 
I don't work outside. Yeah, that's another good thing. My yeah. dad's a roofer, so I Oof. never complain to him how hot it is. Um, sometimes I do complain to him whenever, uh, you know, um, you know, go to his house and I visit. I'm like, Dad, sometimes it gets really cold in my office. My yeah. hands start hurting. It's just like that rheumatism or something. <laughs> Look, like, mad respect to our, our dads in the profession, but I, I'm assuming we you looked at your dad's fresh and go, yeah, I don't yeah. think I'm going to yeah. follow in the footsteps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I remember once being on the roof and uh, it was very, very hot. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, I can't do this. This is too hot. I need I need to get off. Yeah. He's like, well, if you don't want to be up here with me, stay in school and get a good job. Because if not, this is where you're going to be. Yeah. But sometimes I wish I should have been a roofer. They make pretty good money. Yeah. You yeah. know, they got nice trucks. They and do. They got everything. Got trailers. And but they wait, when they get a job, they work from 7 to 7 at night. Yeah, man. yeah. That's true. But then, you know, they work hard to play hard. They do. Yeah. I guess so. So did you catch any uh, combat action this weekend? I caught most, um, all the uh, UFC, uh, but I missed the boxing. So you're going to have to kind of give me a recap on some boxing this weekend. Well, it was hard to even even find them. I yeah, had to look right. at yeah. find a lot of highlights. One was in the UK, and I think the other one was also. I think that was why. Because just kind of yeah. one was really early in the morning, and one was probably on, you know, later Sunday night or both, you know, Sunday nights, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, across the pond. But let's just go ahead and jump right into some boxing. Um, this this weekend we had Marais Brady's versus Jaya Opataya um, on Fight TV. So if you were able to f- find that, that was on Fight TV live from Queensland, Australia, July second. It was a cruiserweight uh, bout. It was a bloody and violent but courageous battle that was fought by two tough boxers in this IBF cruiserweight division. Yeah, you know, I, from the highlights that I did read, um, it, it looked like a very bloody fight, even to the fact that Jai, I'm just going to call him Jai from his first name, because yeah. he kind of earned it. He, um, he, he broke his jaw in the second round, I believe. Yeah, he broke his jaw in the, in the, the second round. And, uh, oh, by the way, Breedis had his nose broke in the fourth round by Jai. And they, all, they both went 12 rounds because it was a decision. Yeah, and you know the problem is Breedis. It just took him way too long to try to solve the uh, puzzle of the straight left hand by Jai. Now, from pictures, it looks like Jai was is a is a really fit looking guy, big guy, and uh, Breedis is kind of just just a big guy, not really yeah. as fit as Jai was. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, no, no, no. You're right, and you know, Breedis finally started warming up. He had his moments in the seventh and eighth round. Which I thought he clearly won. He was he was coming back, but uh, it was just a little too late. But I'll have to tell you, Breedis uh, corner in the after the eleventh said, "Hey, that jaw's broke. Just start hitting it in the twelfth. And it was a gruesome mess at the end of the night. I bet it was a really bloody mess in the end. Well, first of all, our listeners picked a hundred percent for Breedis to win. Um, we were all wrong. We were all wrong. We in were. the end, we do have 116, 112, 115, 113, and 116, 112 for Obataya. Um, decision win. Um, some of these judges had a pretty far distance, um, at least four rounds to uh, ahead of, of uh, Bradis. Yeah, it, it's, it was much closer than that, in my opinion. That's what I've heard. Too. I think the 15, 13 was probably correct. All right, well, now Opataya, now he's a title holder now. He wins a chance. He's going to enjoy his title from his bedside uh, hospital and sipping out of a, a straw. Yeah, <laughs> he's twenty. He's 22-0 and 0 now. Um, I would be fine with a rematch, honestly. Um, a great fight from both of these warriors. But if that doesn't happen, I think let's get him in a fight with another top tenner in this division. 
hey rematch sounds really good for me i mean especially if the champion lost his belt i think you, you should always try to get that rematch especially if it was so close um there yes. should be a rematch yeah how about for bradis i guess the same thing right yeah well he's 28 and 2 uh of course he was a fighting champion never quit on this one but in my opinion he did lose this battle um I do think he's a great fighter. I think he should just uh, get back on his feet, dust himself off, and get back into his winning ways. Now, just a little bit more about uh, Obataya. Do you think he should, you know, if he doesn't defend his title against Brady, should he unify with the other people, the other fighters such as Makabu and maybe Okoli down the line? Well, I would like that, but I, I, I just feel that Jal needs to prove of why he beat the champion, yeah. get another fight with the top ten or not, not a another champion, and then once he proves that, I think, in my opinion, then let's try to unify those belts. Also on Saturday, we did have another fight, this time on the other side uh, of the Atlantic, uh, live from London, Joe Joyce versus Christian Hammer. Joe Joyce had our listeners picking him for 89% with uh, Christian Hammer getting 11% in votes for this heavyweight bout. The juggernaut does what the juggernaut does, pounding his opponent early in this fight. Yeah, after almost a year layoff, he comes in and just uh, takes out uh, Hammer in the fourth round. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, Joe Joyce was looking to make a statement in this fight and, and to show why he should be in the top 10, and he is moving up fast. Um, he looked a little rusty, though, like you were saying, with a year off. Need a little warming up to get his footwork and striking back. He's a number one uh, WBO, number two in the WBC. What do you think's next for Joe Joyce? Well, he's 14-0 now. He stated after the fight that he wants big fights soon. He was very disappointed that Parker had pulled out of this fight, but he is focusing on the winner of the Usyk versus Joshua or maybe a Fury fight. Promoter Warren has indicated that Joyce will be fighting September 24th, though the opponent has yet to be set. What do you think? Wow, they already have somebody, a date for him. Um, they're just looking for a dance partner, huh? Yes, they are. Um, oh, man, I, everyone in the top level, I believe, is probably occupied um, in that division uh, with a fight or you know with something coming up. So, I don't know, just kind of sit back and wait and see what happens. But if he wants to fight in September, I don't... I don't, um, you know, I don't know who, who's there to fight. Well, let me ask you. Here's the top ten of the current heavyweights, and you tell me if if any who is winnable, who, who Joe Joyce can beat, and who he still has a ways to go. So right there in the top ten, Sanchez. Do you think he can beat Sanchez right now? Uh, Frank Sanchez. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. Um, I think we, his youthfulness will come through, so Joe Joyce, yes. Okay. Joseph Parker? Oh, man. Joseph Parker is a bigger guy, too. Um, I think he can beat Joseph Parker. Okay. What about Ortiz? I think so. I think he can beat Ortiz, but Ortiz is fighting Ruiz in September. It is, but could he beat him? That's that's the question. Um, I think he can. Okay. I think he can. What about the other dance partner of Ortiz, Ruiz Jr.? Can he beat him? Right now, I do. If if Ruiz can win against Ortiz, then that, that will put him in a different level. Okay. But I, I like Joe Joyce. Dylan White. I like Joe Joyce against Dillian okay, White. You have him in the top five. All right, here we go. Five. Here comes the heavyweights. Wilder. I think he can outbox Wilder. Yes. I think he can too. Yeah. I agree. Joshua. I have to see what Joshua looks like against Usyk. You and do, I don't think you? he can beat Usyk. So I think it stops there. Top four. He is top four right okay. now. Okay. 
stopped at Joshua, so you then believe that Usyk and Fury could beat him right They're now. They're superior right now, yeah. And I and listen, we're talking about a guy that's only fourteen and zero, and we're putting him in the top four. Is what you said? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking for big things with Joe Joyce. I'm excited to see. I him. hope they do set up that Joseph Parker fight. That would be amazing. Hopefully, yeah. that's probably why they have it so fast. Uh, a turnaround for September because maybe Joe Joyce or uh, Joseph Parker is ready to go. Yep. What do you think's next with Christian Hammer? Well, I think he's a tough fighter, but he's 27 and 10. Uh, I think he's game for any boxing match, but he's just not an elite fighter in the upper echelon of this division. He just needs to find fights that are going to suit his skill status. I think, again, we just probably see that uh, the Hammer was uh, um, just a filler for, yep. you know, for uh, Joseph. Absolutely. That wraps up last week's boxing matches. Um, there was really no big matches here in the United States, but that changes this weekend. Well, with one match here in the United States and actually right in our backyard, live from San Antonio, Texas. Um, on Showtime, we do have Mark McSile versus Ray Vargas from San Antonio, Texas. So this is in the featherweight division, 126 pounds. Emmanuel Navarte, Josh Warren. Mark Magasayo, Leo Santana Cruz, and Lee Wood are our other champions. Now, this is for Magasayo's WBC title. Now, Mark Magasayo is 27 years old. He's 24-0 with 16 Ks. He is currently ranked second in this division. His last fight was a win by medical stoppage January of this year, and he debuted in 2013. Now, Ray Vargas is 31 years old, 35-0 and 0 with 33 Ks. Currently, he is unranked in this division and was the former WBC Super Bantamweight champion. His last fight was a win by decision November of last year, and he debuted in 2010. Now, the challenger Vargas is the favorite at a minus 120, and the champ is an underdog at a plus 100. Mark Magsaigo is from the Philippines, standing at 5'6", with a 71-inch reach, fighting out of the orthodox fight stance. He now has a 66% knockout rate. Uh, notable wins come against Gary Allen Russell Jr., Julio Ceja, and Pablo Cruz. He has no professional losses. Ray Vargas is from Mexico, standing at 5'7", with a 70-and-a-half-inch reach. He fights out of the orthodox fight stance with a 62% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Leonardo Baez, Tomokai Kameda and Franklin Manzanilla. He has no losses. It's a big fight right here in San Antonio, Texas. This is a big undefeated Kool-Aid. Yeah, both fight. are undefeated. Ray Vargas is a little bit older. He's not ranked because he's been off for a while. I think he got hurt. Um, probably hasn't fought in almost over a year. Um, but he was a formidable once he was uh, on his row. Uh, he did have the WBC Super Bantamweight title. Um, so now we're looking at the featherweight title with the WBC also that Mag Sayo has. And, and I think this is his second fight in this division. I, I just think this challenger is no joke in this, in this division, man. No, no, definitely. Who do you have winning this uh, big fight in San Antonio, Texas? Well, this is tough because, you know, I normally go with an undefeated. Right. I normally <laughs> go with the champ. But he is the underdog. Yeah. So what did, what did the odds maker say that I, I don't know? I know. Uh, all I can say is it's almost a coin flip, but I'm going to go ahead and take the champ and take him by decision. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and go for the challenger, Ray Vargas. Um, uh, this is almost going to be a home fight for him, fighting so close to the border. San Antonio, Texas represents yeah. Mexico. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and Vargas by decision. 
Should have had a road trip maybe on this. Should have, I know, right? We're gonna just have to do that up. in the future, aren't we? I just we need to uh, prepare. Prepare, right? <laughs> for for uh, we need to look like. down like four months in advance and say, hey, there's a fight coming. That's up. right. That's right. Down down so the down the road. You liked your Vargas by decision. Decision. You said? Okay, very good. Our second fight for this weekend, we do have one again from London live on the Zone app. Derek Chisora versus Kabrak Pulev. Um, in a heavyweight division clash. So this is at a 200-plus uh, heavyweight division. Alexander Usyk, Tyson Fury, Dylan White, and Daniel Dubas is our current champions. Now, Derek Del Boy War Chisora is 38 years old. He is 32-12 and 12 with 23 KOs. His last fight was a loss by decision December of last year, and he is on a three-fight losing streak. Now, Cabrat... The Cobra, Polaviv, is 30, 41 years old, 29-2 with 14 KOs. His last fight was a win by decision May of this year, and he debuted in 2009. Now, Polaviv is a minus 270, and Chirosa is a plus 220. Derek Chisora is from the United Kingdom, standing at 6'1 with a 74-inch reach, fighting out of the orthodox fight stance. He now has a knockout rate of 71%. Notable wins come against David Price, Arthur Spitzka, and Senat Gashi. Notable losses come against Joseph Parker, Olesander Usyk, and Dillian White. Kubrat Pulev is from Bul- Bulgaria, standing at 6'4 with a 79-inch reach, fighting out of the orthodox vice stance. He now has a 48% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Jerry Forrest, Rydell Booker, and Bogdan Dinu. Notable losses come against Anthony Joshua and Vladimir Klitschko. We got some older fighters here. Sure do. We got 41. some big names on the lost sides. Yeah, forty-one years old and thirty-eight years old. Yeah, some. Oh yeah, you're right. Your older fighters on the 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 um on the card. They've been a while. Been a while. And that's yeah. why you know the, you have one fighting uh, losing against Klitschko. I mean, how long was Klitschko? That's that's a that's while true. back. That's true. So they got you got some names to the resume. Um, I'll tell you, I like the underdog. I like Chisrora uh, by decision. All right. Well, I'm also going to go um, against you. I'm going to go with Kobrat Puliev uh, by decision. Okay. Got a couple good fights this weekend. Yeah, a couple good fights again. A lot. One from San Antonio, Texas, and the other one from London. Um, the Ray Vargas and Mark Maxigo fight on the Showtime uh, app, and um, Tesora with Puliev fight on the DAZN app. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that brings us to our boxing news and notes for this week. What's new in boxing? Well, Tyson Fury named a half a billion dollar price tag to come out of retirement. Speaking to Talk Sport, Fury mentions the hefty sum he's looking for for a potential fight to face Usyk should Usyk beat Anthony Joshua again. I'm telling you the truth. If you want me to come out of retirement, it's going to cost a half a bill. <laughs> what are you going to do is go and get a half a bill, and then the Gypsy King will come out and solve all his problems for him. Do you think a boxing match can handle that figure? What's the biggest figure that's ever been? Do you know? I mean, I guess you haven't. 250 mil, probably for the uh, Connor versus uh, Mayweather. And I think that, that was even a uh, something in the headlines, too, about Connor being offered 150 200 right yeah to, to have for the rematch. next of the rematch yeah so they're they're not even getting that i don't see how a half a billion number one a you know could even uh 
you know, warrant on a boxing match, let alone, I mean, I know how good Tyson Fury is, but that seems a little excessive. And, you know, either he wants to come out of retirement or he doesn't, oh, he does, right? right? I mean, right. It, it doesn't matter if it's $1 or half a million, right? I mean, people will fight. If they if he really wanted to fight, he'd do it for free, right? Exactly. Right. That's, that's right. what real fighter. I guess I'm not saying he's not a real fighter. Right. I'm just saying that that's what the hungry fighters will fight for free. Now, staying with Tyson Fury uh, on the same note, Joe Joyce wants him to vacate the WBC title if he is truly re- retired. That's the thing, that? right? Why, why are you saying that you're retired but don't vacate? Why are you not yeah. vacating? I mean, you're just holding up the title. You are. You're handcuffing the division. I don't think yeah. it's right. Well, it looks like uh, another big name in the heavyweight division. Um, big Baby Miller, Jarrell ba- Big Baby Miller, 24-0 and 0 with one dis- one uh, draw. Um, makes his comeback. This made his comeback a couple of weeks ago. Actually, I don't know if you remember. He was suspended for, I think, two years uh, because of uh, doping. I did uh, not know cause, that. Uh, yeah, because of uh, an, a drug test okay. came back. And so he was giving that big suspension. And so now he's back. He wins his comeback. And hopefully, you know, we see him back fighting um against the bigger names maybe that's a name that joe joy should, should follow up yeah you know that's that that's not a bad idea too i'm glad to see him back yeah uh so josh taylor vacates the wbc title uh and with josh taylor giving up a second world title at 140 the wbc has ordered a rematch between jose ramirez versus jose zapata to fill the vacancy what do you think about that well so that's so now Josh Taylor has just two titles, right? Because he's vacated two already. He probably doesn't want to pay that 3% purse for each title, yeah, right? That we so, talked about. I mean, it's just, it's almost ridiculous that, that you know, he fights so hard, f- wins all titles, but um, it's just in that, it's that easy to lose him. Well, I don't think it's easy to lose him per se as, as we are rooting to get unification, but how in the world can one boxer defend four titles i mean even in one year that's four fights they're not doing that so we just said earlier we don't really have much respect for fury saying saying he's retired and not give up yeah vacate it or vacate a title but josh taylor's doing the right thing so i kind of respect him for it well yeah that's true i mean i understand we were giving kind of heck to uh tyson fury for holding up the title yeah but i mean i just think that um it's kind of it's just the the consequences that we live in live in in a five belt system right yeah, you got exactly. the ring wbc wbo ibf and what have you um and they don't all get along and so if one fighter fights then the other title wants them to defend it two months later i mean it's just it's kind of ridiculous sometimes do you think that there should how many tiles do you think there should be because clearly five is way too much that's way too much and some of these don't even are are not even uh recognized recognized like yeah. the ring is not recognized sometimes sometimes the ibf is not recognized um but you know just maybe man i don't know sometimes I, I say just one but there's so many boxers too many boxers for just one title right but i don't know maybe two three at the most okay three at the most okay how about you what do you think about that i think there should be two or three i think yeah. three may still be too much i think so too yeah it's like you the only way you get a true champion is if you unify, right? Exactly. And so I think this year, last year and a half, we've been lucky because we've had unification bouts. But that's something that was not the, always the case in the past. So are you glad to see a Ramirez Zapata for the championship, though? Uh, yeah, I am. I yeah, am, too. That, that'd be, that's going to be a really great fight. Yeah. Hopefully it's in Texas and uh, they let us know a couple months before. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> well, that's all the news I have. Do you have anything else? I do not. 
Well, that wraps up our boxing segment for this week. Um, next, we just jump right into some MMA um, UFC 276 out of Sanya versus Cannoneer. Yeah, this was a big card, wasn't it? It sure was. I mean, um, did you see some uh, prelims? I did not see any pre- prelims, but okay. I did see some highlights, and I did see that one of our favorite fighters, uh, actually two, um, decided to uh, you know call it a career. They did. So my girl sitting there on the couch, and she's watch. I turned it on right at five. I am ready. I'm gonna watch the first fight. Uh-huh. And so the first fight was a girl fight, and she's watching with me. And did you hear what happened? Uh, the first girl fight, yeah. yeah. Did she bust her elbow? Yeah, she put. Yeah, yeah she. Uh, uh, the one girl put uh, Jessica Rose Clark into an armbar, and the ref was out of position. Yeah, he was clearly out of position because next thing you know, she is cranking it and she pops that elbow, yeah. and my girl is just grimacing. I'm grimacing. It, right. it, it was too bad that that happened, but boy, what a what a fight! I was looking a little bit into that too. That's the second fight in a row that. Uh, that Jessica Rose Clark gets submission by an elbow like that, like a uh, armbar. Yeah, and and I guess it just came out. She's gonna have to have her surgery now. Oh man, so yeah. that's unfortunate. So when I saw that, and that was the first match, I'm like, this could be a really, really yeah. good card. So did you wind up seeing the all the preliminary? I did. Fights? I watched every one. So I know that was a really good one. Uh, Jim Miller and Donald Cerrone. That was a really good one. Um, you know, he ended up retiring. Right, and he said, "Hey, I just don't love the fight game anymore." And you clearly could see it in that fight. Right, you know he had he had talked at the press conference, "Hey, I've been on a weight cut for for a month now," and so when he called Jim Miller and they offered him that fight, he goes, "Hey, Jim, let's do it this weight because I want to go eat and you want to go eat." So they didn't have to cut any weight. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, happy trails to um, one of our favorite fighters, Donald Cerrone, a legend, automatic shoe in for the UFC Hall of Fame. Um, but that's right. I mean, sometimes you just don't feel it no more, right? No, yeah. And, you know, he's been doing it for so long. And we always, you know, we have so much respect because we knew he always, bad, good, or indifferent, was yeah. going to bring it and was always going to show up for that fight. So I'm sorry to see him go. And I just thank him so much for all the UFC memories he's given us. Yeah, definitely. And another retirement was uh, Jessica I. She went ahead and put her gloves in the middle of the ring or middle of the octagon and it called it a career. Yeah, she fought Macy Barber. Yeah. It was another good fight. Uh, I was a little shocked on that one. All of a sudden, I saw the uh, gloves on, on the yeah. ring. But uh, she just said, hey, I've been doing it a long time, too. Yeah. And I'm just uh, ready to hang them out and, and kind of, uh, you know, get to another right. life and, and something else that she wants to do. Yeah, well, definitely. Well, again, another happy trails to um, uh, Jessica. I uh, thank you for all the memories. Thank you for all the, you know, blood, sweat, and tears that you've uh, put into this uh to the sport that we call MMA. Absolutely. Kicking off the UFC pay-per-view card, we do have uh, Pedro Munoz versus Sean O'Malley in a bantamweight division clash. A tough test for both fighters in this bout. Unfortunately, it didn't end up the way the fi- fans wanted. Did it, well, the fans said uh, 100% voted for um, O'Malley. Was was that the case? Uh, well, um, it was the case while the fight was going on. Yeah. I can tell you that uh, he was controlling that fight. Uh, he had a game plan, uh, keeping uh, Munoz out of range. He was sticking and moving. It was really working well in, fir- in the first round. Yeah, but unfortunately, we do have an eye poke that ends the match. What do you think about him saying he can't continue Munoz? Um, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna question it. I mean, he knows he's. Let's look, let's look at this. And I've heard someone else say, so I'm gonna steal this. 
he's fought Jose Aldo. He's fought the who's who of the division. I don't think we can question his toughness. We can't question his his ability, his willing to be in there because he's already been in there with the killers. I'm not questioning his toughness, but this is no BS talking right now. All right. I believe that eye poke was legit. I believe that O'Malley may have scratched Munoz's corona, uh, which Munoz said later. But 99 out of 100 fighters who get poked in the eye or maybe a groin shot or something illegal, more often than not, are telling the ref that they're fine or faking it or whatever to continue to fight. I just believe Munoz was not liking the way the fight was going because it wasn't going his way. And it could possibly be a loss for him. And I just think he decided to get a no contest, contest on his record rather than a loss. But that's just me thinking yeah. what he no, was No, I mean, I, I've never been poked in the eye like right. that. Right? I haven't either. So I, I've i scratched my eye, but never poked in my eye like that. Um, I've had to wear a little patch over my eye when I was a kid because something happened. Yeah. I don't know what happened. But, um, but so that sucks. So... You know, I'm just I'm not going to question it and I won't question it anymore if we do get the automatic rematch. Yeah, yeah, I I again, I, I think he's a tough fighter. Yeah. But I think, you know, you have a game plan, right? And if things aren't going your way and and there is a, a way to solve the problem and that happens to be a no contest and let's just run it back, man, I I totally respect the way he right. he went ahead and said, "Yeah, I can't continue" because he probably couldn't look out of that eye. Probably not. We don't know. And nope. I mean, um you know we're not we're not we're not Pedro. That's Munoz, right. right. That's right. Well, I mean, what do you think? Do you think we should get a rematch? Yeah. Well, O'Malley is fifteen and one, seven and one. There are only two fighters that he has not fought in this division and is ahead of him. Um, I'll be honest. I don't like either matchup from O'Malley. Uh, but if we're gonna uh, rip the protection band aid off at some point, hmm. do you like a Frankie Edgar or a Rob Font for him next? Uh... I do. I like that. Okay. Um, but do I like it for them? Because Rob Font is like on what? On a two, three fight losing streak, I think. Maybe on a two fight losing streak. And uh, Frankie Edgar is also on a two, three fight losing yeah. streak. So I don't know. Because then that, then what? If they lose, and then what? You know what I mean? Well, it moves O'Malley up. Is that, isn't that the goal for O'Malley? Move yeah, up? Yeah, but I'm looking at, uh, at the opponent's point of view. Like, if Rob Font or Frankie Edgar have four losses in a row, you know, does that drive me to retire? Okay. But I think that, that O'Malley is a great name on your resume if you beat him, right? If you beat him. If you beat him. But do we all think that we're gonna, he's going to get beat by those two guys? Rob, we've seen Rob Font. We've seen him on both sides of the yes. spectrum. Yes. I mean, which Rob Font are we going to yeah. get? Yeah. So we don't know. And then at Frankie Edgar, have we seen the best of Frankie already? Yeah. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? There's not, the problem is, there's not many matchups currently right now in the top 10 that right. he needs to be able to fight right now. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, hopefully yep. we get that word that there's going to be a rematch, maybe then a couple of UFC's uh, pay per views from now. Next up on the card, we have Robbie Lawler versus Brian Barberina in a welterweight division clash. 77% of the fans voted for Robbie Lawler, with Brian Barberina getting 22%. A fight that had a lot of explosive potential delivered in a big way. Great fight. You know, it was a. I thought Robbie Lawler had it the first couple, within the first couple of rounds. He had Barberina dazed. Um, against the fence. I thought uh, Robert Lawler was the old Robert Lawler. 
he was winning the slugfest battle for me. Um, you know, the unique striking of Barbarena where he throws a punch and then as he's coming across the chin, he uses a elbow, elbow to hit yeah. him. I mean, it is a great, great striking skill that he that he utilizes. Yeah, well, in the end, we do have the probably really one of the greater fights of the evening coming to the end with a second round knockout of uh, Robbie Lawler. So Brian Barbarina gets uh, the win. Yeah, and here's what I thought was interesting. It took a lot to get Lawler out there. He, he took a lot after for me, after 44 fights that Robbie Lawler has done, he still, he still has a great chance. He still has a great chance. It's still. amazing. Now, Brian Barbarina is on a three-fight winning streak and goes in 9-6, uh, and six, ranked 32nd in the uh, division. Who do you think is next for him? Well, he's 18-8, and 9-6. and six. He beat a legend in this spot, a nice name on his resume. I think moving up in that division, what about a Randy Brown at 27? Uh, maybe a good fit of him who is 15-4 and 9-4. and four. Um, I like that, but... I think we, he's already fought Randy Brown, and so he's already uh, been. I think he has a win against Randy Brown. Okay. So um, I pick a fight. Um, who's ranked 29th? How about a Jack Magdalena? Okay. Um, or a Nico Price, who's ranked 25th. Both those are going to be good fights. Yeah. How about for Robbie Lawler? Well, he's 37th. He's down two spots. 29, 16, 13, and 10 USC. He's in the latter days of his MMA, clearly a gatekeeper in this division. Um, but he's always a tough night out for anyone. Uh, gosh, uh, Andre Fialo, who is at 34, maybe next for him, who is 16 and 5 and 2 and 2. I have him also. Um, I don't know if you remember Fialo. Uh, he's he got two wins back to back within uh, probably about a month. He did that's two right. Months. And then he fought last couple weeks ago and lost. He, he lost, yeah. but. Um, yeah, this would be a really good fight for Fahalo because, uh, you know, just a stepping stone maybe towards to where he's he wants to go next. And did Robbie Lawler look like he needs to hang it up at all? No, I did not. <laughs> not see one that bit, at right? All. Nothing. At, yeah, yeah. He just ran into uh, pretty good shots from Barbarina. I think towards the end, Barbarina didn't look like he had enough power to get him out. And, and that's yeah. why I was like, okay, well, he doesn't have that power. Robbie Lawler looked like he had the power. But I um, just got a really good shot in on Robbie Lawler. Those elbow strikes are devastating, dude. Next up on the card, we do have Sean Strickland versus Alex Piera in a welterweight division clash. 44% of our voters f voted for Strickland with 56% voting for Piera. One thing that this fight would settle was who is up next for the current champ, Adesanya. That's correct. Um, man, it was a, I wouldn't say a great fight. I don't know Sean Strickland, what, what he was thinking. We, I think we all thought Sean Strickland was going to go in and wrestle. Because he's yeah. a great wrestler. Yes. But um, all he did was just uh, come, you know, put his hands up and went forward and asked for it, really. Yeah, asked and, for that. and much respect for him because he didn't have to take this fight. This was th – th there was nothing but downside by taking this fight because Alex was not even ranked in this division. You're right. I mean, he, uh, you know, uh, Strickland was ranked fourth. I mean, he was probably next in line after yes. maybe one more win. It doesn't matter against who. One more win, and uh, you, you're into the to championship belt uh, contention. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, I feel sorry for Sean Strickland, but in the end, we do have Pieta with a devastating left hook um, knocking out uh, Sean Strickland. Yeah, and guess what? UFC just got their dream matchup now, they too, sure didn't did. they? I think the dream matchup for both the UFC and Pieta, not necessarily for Adesanya. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So um, Pieta 3-0 and now in the UFC uh, ranked fourth 
is it just an automatic? He should just go fight Israel next? Yeah, I mean, I think we know what the collision course is now, a dance with the champ, who he defeated twice before in boxing. Um, but do you think it's a little too soon, given his record? He's only 10-0, and 0, um, and we're already putting him in a championship match level. Um, what do you think? I mean, he is... He is a green in the UFC, but his his uh, glory record speaks for itself, right? His yeah. kickboxing, his um, his ability in that. Um, I think sometimes we can see, oh, he's only 3-0. He just started three fights ago. Well, technically, yes, but technically he's a veteran in glory in the kickboxing well, arena. Well, and I, I misspoke. He's actually only 6-1, and one, yeah. and he's 3-0 and oh in the UFC. Right. And you know how me and you have this... I guess this number in boxing where we say 20, 20 and 0, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What do you think that number is for should be for us as far as UFC? 10 and 0, 12 and 0. I think 10 and 0. I think 10 is a nice good, yeah. you know, because I think 10 and 0 in the UFC is a little bit uh different. Now, did you see the style of how Alex Pereira fights? Did you kind of uh, notice? Um, not necessarily. I didn't okay. see anything that stood out. For me, he has a s- straight stand-up style. Right. Just, you know, right there in your face and it kind of reminds me of the champ adesanya like you know a lot of them are elusive and you know a a cannon or or, you know other people in that division they kind of i I don't know have more of a uh, yeah uh, you know i don't even know how to explain it just they have a fighter style not a straight up kickboxing style and it looks to me like adesanya may have a problem with that alex Pierre style i don't know i mean he had a problem with it already twice in a row but a lot of people are saying are saying the second fight Adesanya was winning the fight but just got caught with that le- the same left that that took out uh Strickland yeah if that doesn't happen if Israel Adesanya for some reason doesn't defend his title next against Piera I would like a um Marvin Vittori fight if he wins against uh, uh Whitaker Robert Whitaker well, again, he's not 10-0, so in our books, he, he should have some more top 10 fights yeah. and make sure that he legitimately should be there. So I like that. But the thing is that I think you got to cash it in right now. I mean, how, how would you, you have to? You know, this is like the biggest draw right now in the UFC for the next for a couple of pay-per-views from now. Right. This is probably one to be the going to be one of the bigger fight cards in uh the next in the next six months if you don't think the usc is not going to run continuous vignettes mm-hmm. of alex Pierre knocking and losing or or beating the champ to sell this pay-per-view you're right. crazy i mean this this is just like the serial gone he yeah. was going undefeated he was moving up quick and you didn't want to continue to fight and may lose someone else yep. i mean that can always happen yeah how about for Sean Strickland? Well, he's six uh, now, 25-4, and 12-4 in the UFC. He, he just got caught in this one. Um, what about a fight with Andre Munoz, who won earlier in the night, who is ninth, 23-4, and four, and 5-0? and oh. oh, I like that. I didn't see him on there. Um, how about I have Derek Brunson ranked seventh or a Kevin Gastelum ranked 11th? I think those are bo- both tough nights out for Strickland. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think Kevin Gastelum, um, he needs a win bad because he does. You know, he hasn't he hasn't been so successful in the last couple of fights. Um, but I, I think that'd be a great fight for him. Yep. Next up on the card, we have the co-main event of the evening: Alexander Volkanovski versus Max Holloway in a featherweight division clash. Sixty-seven percent of our voters voted for Volkanovski, with thirty-three uh, percent voting for Holloway. A very much highly anticipated trilogy fight that ended in a one-sided affair. 
Yeah, it was um, like you said, one sided. No questions are left to be answered or to you know for the for Volkanovski winning this trilogy fight. I mean, maybe in the first and second fights we did have a lot of questions, but he put this to rest. Um, I don't foresee a, a number four uh, fight, a fourth fight later on in the future. What a striking clinic that champ put on display. I mean, he looked better than ever to the point where he was talking to Max Holloway and talking to the com- commentators about how much faster he was. And talking and taunting, you know, saying, like you said, that he's the better boxer, right? Yeah. You know, say, I'm faster. I'm, I'm, And you know what? It's that low center of gravity, too. I mean, how can you try to knock him out? I mean, yeah. he's just got such a – he's a shorter fighter, stockier, got a really good well base. Um, I just – it was just a clinic, like you said. I'm a huge Max Holloway fan, but he got dominated tonight. Well, to the fact that it was 45 across, 50-45 across the board, so he won every single round. So he came out. Did you see that uh, he broke his hand in the second round? He Volkanovski? He did. Wow, I did not see that. And uh, about the third, fourth round, his um, corner was like, quit worrying about it. Like, yeah. I need to see hands. We will worry about it later. Yeah. So, I mean, to think that Max Holloway got dominated um, with one hand. With one hand, right? I mean, I'm going to tell you, for me, he cemented his nickname as the great. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Alexander Volkanovsky is now 12-0 in the UFC, ranked number one. Should he be number one in the pound for pound? That's a solid argument, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. He's dominated everyone, right? Everyone in that division. Everyone except for maybe his next match the winner of if Yair Rodriguez wins against um or Brian Ortega yeah well you know he said after the fight he's 25 and 1 he's 12 and 0 now uh in the uh, UFC Volkanovski said that he'd like to go for the lightweight belt to keep both divisions early yeah so he's calling for a fight with Ch- Charles Oliveira once he gets the vacated belt back um but if he doesn't move uh, up in that uh, division, um, I kind of have Arnold Allen or Josh Emmett as the next. You opponent. know, I, I see. Like it, like I said, if Yari Rodriguez beats Ortega, he should be the automatically next one up. Uh, if not, I do also have Josh Emmett. What do you think about him moving up to uh, challenge that division? Oh man, that's just—he's what five six. Everyone else probably about five nine, five mm-hmm. eleven. Yeah. Um, Does that matter? Mike Tyson was way smaller than all the other. He was a five six. He was probably about five eight, five well, nine, five eleven. Six two, six three. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know what? I, I would love to see him. I would like to see him uh, move up in weight. Maybe we get a Conor McGregor versus him. Yeah. So. Does this cement him as the greatest of all time in the featherweight division? I mean, it's hard to argue. Twelve and zero, beating Brian Ortega, Max Holloway three times. He's uh, beaten, you know, the who's who of that division. So let me give you a couple names of all time, and you tell me if he's better than them right now. Uh, there is uh, obviously Conor McGregor, right? Better he's, than him. He's he's lasted longer than him. I think so too. Uriah Farber. I think so. I think Favor? he's. I think I think uh, Volkanovski is better than him. Okay, Max Holloway, obviously. Obviously. And then the other goat that everybody always has him go up against, what about Jose Aldo? Is he better than him? I think so. I mean, I just just look at this reign of Alexander Volkanovsky, you know, since winning the championship and then beating everyone that stepped up to him. 
He's never lost in the UFC. And he's, I think he's a 25, I think he lost his first fight, I believe. He did, yeah. And then after that, I mean, he's 24 and 0 or something like his that. His numbers are, are Khabib like. Yeah. I mean, we got to give him the respect. I mean, he is so dominant right now. Yeah. It was great to watch him, watch him do his, his job. How about for Max Holloway? 23 and 7, 19 and 7 UFC. Um, to me, I think he's a lot like Kobe Covington in the 170 division. I think both are ranked second, all paths to the championship belt. Uh, title fights go through them. Uh, what about this matchup? They fought in 2018. Holloway won. But a rematch with Brian Otega would be a dream matchup for me. That would be nice. Like, maybe he gets the winner of Yarir versus Ortega. But, again, I see Yuri. He's already fought Yuri Rodriguez. Yeah. And so he's beaten him. He's beaten Ortega. Um, I guess next up in line would be for, for Holloway, either Josh Emmett or Arnold Allen. I, I think he still has a lot left in the tank. I do, do you? too. He's 30 years old. Yeah. 30 and he, years old. And we feel old. like he's been around. I feel like he's he's been around for a long time. And he, and he never shied away from the big fights. I mean, he never. literally was always, always and is fighting for either number one contender or championship fights. So... I'm yeah. excited to see what he's going to do next and see how he rebounds from this loss. Next up on the card, we do have the main event of the evening. Israel Adesanya versus Jared Cannonier in a middleweight division clash. 78% of our voters voted for Adesanya, with 22% voting for Cannonier. Another much-anticipated championship bout that ended with another one-sided victory for this fighter. Would you classify, classify this as a snooze fest? Isn't most of Adesanya's fights lately? Snooze? They have, haven't they? You know, he's he's a lot of talk. There's a lot of action before the fight, but during the fights, there hasn't been too much action. You know, you look at Ro 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 Roel Romero fight, uh, Vittori fight, Acosta fight, uh, Robert Whitaker. There was some action in that one. Uh, Kevin Gast Gastelum. That was a great action, but that was before he had his title. Now that he's had his title. I don't think we've had a really action-packed title defense for him. But is that is that his fault? I don't think it, it's the champ's fault. The no. champ's game plan dictates who he fights against. Right. Right? And if he's fighting against a powerhouse, his goal is to stay away from that power, pick his spots, and, and, and play his game plan. I, I don't know why people are mad at, at him trying to win the fight. It's the um, Floyd Mayweather effect. It is. You know, it's like everyone clowns on Floyd Mayweather for being a running away, for avoiding the big shots, maybe avoiding the big fighters. Um, but that's what you're supposed to do. Don't get knocked out, right? Win the fight. Get some points. It, it, it's kind of like the NBA championship this year. So it was Golden State versus the Celtics. Boston Celtics game plan is defense. Right. Okay. Golden State's uh, game plan is shooting threes. Yeah. Boston their game plan shouldn't be going out there and throwing up a bunch of threes just yeah. because we want to make it entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand the snooze fest. We all want, it, you know, an awesome fight every right. time we see it. But I don't believe we should be mad at the champ being successful at a game plan against a powerhouse like Cannonier. What I was thinking too is that all credit to Israel Adesanya. I mean, he is. Is it just because Cannonier can't fight him that is it? Is he that much greater than all the other uh, challengers? Here, here's the other thing: is I think the big stage 
Mm-hmm. I think he was yeah. starstruck he for Cannonier. Cannonier looked starstruck. But here's what I thought he should have learned from because the previous names you said, uh, you know, Vittori. Yeah. You could see where Adesanya was staying away. Why didn't Cannonier and his corner go, listen, you need to rush him. You need to pressure him. Down. Get him in the corner. You know, do something different than all the other former powerhouses that were fighting against him. He didn't do that. He did exactly what all the other ones did and failed. Last year, how did Israel Adesanya lose? Against uh, when he moved up and weight to the lightweight, light he got weight. taken to the ground. Taken to the That's ground right. by Jan Bohovic. That's right. right. That, that that was it was game over from there. Right? Did, did they not see that fight? Exactly. You're absolutely they right. They didn't pay the seventy four dollars. <laughs> yeah, no, but you're right. Uh, we we saw a a game plan that can beat Adesanya. Why are his you know formidable opponents not trying to utilize that game plan? Again, in the end, we do have a unanimous decision for Adesanya. 49-46, 49-46, and 50-45. What's next for Adesanya? Well, it's 23-1. He's 12-1. I think we know that we're probably going to get the dream match with Alex Pereira uh, as being next. But could there be another super fight with the new 205 lightweight heavyweight Yarir Perkaja? Yeah, I, I I would like that. That would, but man, that's he's a fighter. He's gonna go look for a fight, Prohaska. I mean, he's he's a he's he's a beast, and he's a beast on the ground. Yeah. We saw that with with a Brazilian master jiu-jitsu and Teixeira. Along those lines, I saw a uh, face-off between uh, uh, Kamaru Usman and Jan Bohovic. I was gonna bring that up. Did you see that? Oh my gosh! Did you? You know what? Usman is huge. He's a big man. And he, he's only sitting at welterweight at yeah. 170 pounds. He's not even at uh, up with, you know, Adesanya. It's yeah. crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I was dumbfounded how huge Usman looked against Jan Bohovic. I'm sure Jan Bohovic even was like, dang, this guy's big. This guy's big, yeah. And <laughs> and he even looked small yeah. when he was walking in with the current champion, Francis Ngannou. Yeah. That yeah, guy looked massive, didn't he? Yeah, but I do also have Alex Pieta probably next for Adesanya um, for our dream match that everyone wants. How about for Jared Cannonier? 15 and 6, 8 and 6. Um, his first attempt at the gold, it didn't work out for him, um, but he's 38 years old. So what are we going to do about that? I don't know if you've seen these pictures, but he started as a heavyweight. I did and not. He started as a heavyweight, and you can see him progress, go, go you know, to uh, middleweight now. Because uh, he was heavyweight, lightweight, and now middleweight, and uh, man, he's just put taking off a lot of pounds. Really look really physical uh, as far as fit, um, but he is thirty eight years he's old. I didn't realize that. And the, the the fight that I have him going up against, I don't like. I don't like it for not for Candy or for his opponent. Right below him is Sean Strickland. That's what I have here too. Sean Strickland's kind of scary for Sean Strickland. Yeah, yeah, but Sean Strickland, he was on a six fight winning streak. He was get gets yeah. a, gets the loss here. You know, what does two fight losing streak look like for him? Mm-hmm. So, did you see the entrance of Adesanya, I the sure big talk did. of the week? I sure did. It was like more entertaining than the actual match. It was. <laughs> so, it, did you watch the pay for you? I did. Okay. So, I'm sitting there, I'm watching, and uh, the fight's coming up, and they had been showing celebrities freaking night yeah. man i mean there is just tons, yeah right i thought i thought tons. that was kind of weird that so, there was a couple celebrities in there and then this walkout came. yeah so then all of a sudden i see vince mcmahon yeah stephanie mcmahon triple h and and pat mcafee yeah okay with a neck brace with a neck brace right and i'm thinking well 
I know I know they don't they're on good terms UFC and WWE but I'm like what are they doing here like it was so odd like that's just not a Vince yeah. McMahon thing to do because yeah. he's very uh, close to the vest when it comes to cross promotions and yeah stuff. and then when that bell rang yeah and the lights turned off my my wrestling juices <laughs> were going crazy it was it was a it sight was, to see uh, was it yeah not? yeah it was just to uh, the Undertaker song comes out those bells tolling. And uh, and he makes the slow walk. Slow walk with the ashes. With the ashes, it says <laughs> on the urn, Jared Cannonier. And then when he gets to the ring, he does what the Undertaker always does. With he lifts his hands up and and turns the lights back on. Oh, uh, you know, I think they cut away from that. Oh no, well, no, I, mean, I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah. So, so somewhere in my head, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Isn't there a pay-per-view on? There was literally a WWE pay-per-view the same night. Like, that never happens because they never do that. Oh, was it on? What, it was, was it Money, Money in, in the, the Bank. bank. Right. Yeah. And it's they a, weren't there? And I'm like, how are they not here? Well, then I found out because I, I didn't. Sorry report it. I didn't. Yeah, I watched it the next day, Money in the Bank, because I'm watching yeah. the UFC. Money in the Bank was in Las Vegas, too. Oh, wow. And it was early in the night. So they were they started at 7. The main card didn't start till 9. Yeah. So they were able to get theirs in in three hours, and then they limoed, obviously, over to UFC to be for the final fight. Uh, I wonder where they had it at. Like, is the other arena? Or? I can't remember the other arena. It's like probably the UNLV arena or something like that. Something, but I looked at the crowd at Money in Bank, and they were not hurting for a crowd. Yeah. Neither was UFC, so they both can handle big nights together. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would have, have been an awesome night in Las Vegas with both pay-per-views. Wouldn't it? Yeah. With all the celebrities and stuff? Yeah. Wow. What a crazy night. Well, well, do we have any fight bonuses? Well, we do. We do have a fight bonus. Let's see if you can guess who was the fight of the night. Fight of the night. This was in the main card. Well, I, I think the Lawler Barbarena. You're right. Got 50000 each. Incredible fight. And how about for performances of the night? We only have one main event, uh, main card winner. I think the great Volganovsky had a dominant performance against his rival. Uh, no, not he didn't what? get that. Nope. Well, I mean, it may be a snorefest for most, but Adesanya had a had great night against his. And no, we're le- you're you're missing one big performance. That you're you're not you're forgetting already. You're forgetting already. Don't tell me O'Malley. That was no, terrible. No, 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 no. <laughs> Alex Pieta with oh, a vicious knockout. My goodness. Well, that was well deserved. You're yeah, right. Yeah, and also Jalen Turner, who defeated Brad Rydell. Yeah, he did. And uh, Julian, Julie, Julia. Stoli Rinko, Stoli Rinko. Who broke that elbow? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. So 50, that elbow was worth fifty thousand dollars. Well, yeah, I mean it was brutal. Um, so where where's this bar at for this pay per view? Uh, you know what? I, it's not as high as it's been. Right, the last couple, in the last month or so, we've had some great fights. Right, great pay per views, great have. fight nights. Uh, I'll probably give it a seven ish. Seven. You have changed my mind twice in two weeks. So I'm going to try to change your mind. Okay. Two dominant performances by champions. One was a trilogy fight. It didn't live up where it was, but we did get to see the the great Voganasi in his pure form, right? Right. Piera versus Strickland. Piera, knockout power. I mean, this is going to be a dream matchup coming up. Um, the Lawler Barbarina was amazing. And we had two retirements. We had right. a Jessica I and we had a Donald Cerrone. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how, and we had a dream kind of entrance by Adesanya. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, that kind of gives a lot of points. I, I'm giving it an eight two five. Wow. No, I think I'm gonna stay at a seven. Okay. Being that you know there was dominant fights, Israel Adesanya, 
it was it was a dominant too dominating right it wasn't worth my 71 dollars 74 dollars sure Volkanovski, another dominant fight it just showed that he's miles of, of, ahead of 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 uh, max holloway the vicious knockout that's a plus for pieta um barbarina that was a great fight really yeah. great fight so that saves it there and then we have that old eye poke that kind of throws that a wrench was in there yeah too. i mean i probably would have given an eight five if it wasn't for that yeah disappointment in, in the opening for mally because i you know as much as you love him i do enjoy watching him fight yeah yeah so i'm gonna stay with seven and uh hope for the best next week so I wanted to tell you real quick, did you see the now Hall of Famer Daniel Cormier come out and said that he was truly holding the towel to make weight in one of his fight plans? <laughs> but we already knew that, right? But he never formally said, I did that. Well, who, why are you going to say that while you're still in the contract and still, now that you're enshrined? Yes. You can say Right, so he like said that. that. All right, so I only bring this up is is if if the fighter needs to do everything to make weight don't we kind of question the whole Charles Oliveira issue for not making weight and having to vacate the title for half a pound? Like, Well, well that's the thing is that Oliveira didn't want to. Didn't, didn't want to go through the whole trouble to shave his head, to do whatever he had to do. It looks like Brian Ortega. Remember one night he just came out, shaved head, and you yeah. know, what the heck happened to him because he couldn't make weight? You know, I think that the, the consequences outweigh the everything else. Like, you know what? Or... They don't outweigh like it's not not the end of the world for some of these fighters, you know. And so I feel like, you know, Oliveira's like, you know, what? I can live with myself. But all I'm saying is I think we all even knew that week when Cormier did it and we all said he's holding that towel. Yeah. Like, why did we allow him to push through and make weight? But yet Charles Oliveira isn't allowed a half a pound and gets and has to yeah. vacate his title. It just doesn't seem like like it's right. Yeah, different times, too. I think, you know, you're under a microscope now, bigger microscope than ever before. Um, you're now one of the top sporting events in the United States. Uh, back then, the UFC was not as taken seriously back then. Yeah, I, you think, know. I think you're right. It's a you bigger know, stage. They got to be. Uh, now be more professional. Yeah. You know, you're, this, you're right on you that. I mean? yeah. So maybe. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I could be wrong. Well, that brings that. Well, our UFC train keeps on moving. Now, this time, uh, well, it doesn't move physically, it still stays in Las Vegas, but this time in the UFC Apex Center. Um, this July 8th on ESPN Plus, we do have UFC on ESPN 39, uh, Dos Anjos versus Fazeev. Kicking off the show, we do have Michael Johnson versus Jamie Malarkey in a lightweight division clash. This is at 155 pounds. The title is currently vacated. Michael, the menace, Johnson is 36 years old. He's 20 and 17 with nine KOs, two submissions, and nine decisions. He is currently ranked 41st in this division. His last fight was a win by KO in the second round, May of this year. However, he is 1-4 in his last five fights. Now, Jamie Malarkey is 27 years old, 14-5 with 10 KOs, three submissions, and one decision. He is currently ranked 46th in this division. His last fight was a loss by TKO in the second round, March of this year, and he is 2-3 in his last three fights. Now, Malarkey is a favorite at a minus 240, and Johnson is an underdog at a plus 200. Michael Johnson is from Lantana, Florida. He stands at 5'10 with a 73.5-inch reach, representing Sanford MMA. He now has four performance awards with notable wins coming against Alan Patrick, Arlem Lobev, and Andre Feely. Notable losses come against Clay Guida, Tiago Moises, and Josh Emmett. 
Jamie Malarkey is from Australia, standing at six foot with a 74 inch reach, representing Magnus MMA. He now has two performance awards. Notable wins come against Devonte Smith and Kaham Worthy. Notable losses come against Jalen Turner, Fiery Zayam, and Brad Rydell. Well, these are two fighters starting off this card that need a win. They need a win desperately. To, to stay relevant in this division, if not have a job in the UFC. Now, Michael Johnson is not the Michael Johnson, right? That's that like an older no, fighter. Or some, there was another Michael Johnson. There right? is, yeah. So, um, well, I'm going to just go ahead and go ahead and pick Johnson with a badly needed win by decision. Well, you read my notes because I am also going with Johnson by decision. Next up on the card, we have Jarrett Vanderaal versus Chase Sherman in a heavyweight division clash. 225 to 265 is the weight limit. Francis Nagano is our current champion. Now, Jared the Mountain Vandera is 30 years old, 12 and 8 with 7 KOs, 3 submissions, and 2 decisions. He is currently ranked 32nd in this division. His last fight was a loss by submission in the first round, April of this year, and he is on a three-fight losing streak. Chase, the vanilla Gorilla Sherman, is 32 years old, 15 and 10, with 14 KOs, zero submissions, one decision. He is currently ranked 37th in this division. His last fight was a loss by submission, first round, April of this year, and he is on a four-fight losing streak. Now, Vandera is a minus 175, and Sherman is a plus 150. Jarrett Vandera is from Hammett, California. He stands at 6'4", with an 80-inch reach, representing primetime MMA. He now has one performance award. Notable wins come against Justin Taffa and Harry Hunsaker. Notable losses come against Alex- Alexei Olenek, Andrei Aulowski, and Alexander Romanov. Chase Sherman is from Dolberville, Mississippi. He stands at 6'4 with a 78-inch reach. He represents Sanford MMA. He now has one performance award. Notable wins come against Ike, Ike Villanueva. And notable losses come against Alexander Romanov. Jake Collier and Parker Porter. Well, another fight that these guys need a win. They sure do. Minus seven losing streak for both these fighters combined. Combined, yeah. I think Chase Sherman by himself is on a four or five fight losing five fight losing streak. Yeah. Um. You know, I I'm gonna go with uh, Chase the Vanilla Gorilla Sherman, even though I think it should say the Sherman Tank is his nickname. But yeah. I'm gonna go with Sherman uh, by decision. Well, I'll go for the mountain, or with the mountain, uh, Vandera, by decision. Okay. Now, are you a mountain if you're 6'4"? Does that classify you as a mountain? I think you've got to be a minimum of 6'7", six, 6'8", six, yeah, right? Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. And I, th- and I think the actual mountain that's in uh, Game of Thrones would have something to say about it. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Exactly. Next up on the card, we have Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Douglas Silva de Andrade in a bantamweight division clash. 155 pounds, and the title is currently vacated. Now, Douglas de Silva Andrade is 37 years old, 28-4 with 20 KOs, two submissions, and six decisions. He is currently ranked 25th in this division. His last fight was a win by submission in the second round, and he is 2-1 in his last three fights. Now, Saeed Nurmagomedov is 30 years old, 15 and 2 with four KOs, four submissions, and seven decisions. He is currently ranked 20th in this division. His last fight was a win by submission in the first round, and he is 2 and 1 in his last three fights. Now, Nurmagomedov is a minus 240, and Andrade is a plus 200. 
Said Narmagomedov is from Russia, standing at 5'8 with a 70-inch reach, fighting out of the Fight Club Akram. He has now won performance award. Notable wins come against Cody Stamen, Mark Stegi, and Ricardo Jaime Hamos. Notable losses come against Ronnie Barcelos. Douglas Silva de Andrade is from Brazil, stands at 5'6 with a 66-inch reach, representing Corinthians MMA. He, he now has three performance awards. Notable wins come against Sergey Morozov, Gaetano Priello, and Penana, Penan Barao. Notable losses come against Laron Murphy, Peter Yan, and Rob Font. Well, they both have fought some people, haven't they? They sure have. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting matchup. I'm going to go ahead and go for... And uh, you know what? It's kind of blasphemy because you think about all the uh, Nurmagomedovs in the world. Yeah. um, That they're going to take him down and get a submission win. But I have Douglas by knockout. Well, I am still drinking the Nurmagomedov Kool-Aid. And I'm (laughs) going to go him by decision. Next up on the card, we have Kyle Barhalo versus Armand Petrosian in a middleweight division clash. This is at 185 pounds, and Israel Adesanya is our current champion. Now, Carlo Borrello is 29 years old, 11-1 with four KOs, three submissions, and four decisions. He is currently ranked 49th in this division. His last fight was a win by decision April of this year, and his last loss was in 2015. Now, Armand Superman Petrosian is 31 years old, 7-1 with six KOs, zero submissions, and one decision. He is currently ranked 29th in in this division. His last fight was a whim against a Robocop by decision February of this year, and he is on a three-fight win streak. Now, Baralo is a minus 200, and Petrosian is a plus 170. Kai Barallo is from Brazil, standing at 5'10", with a 75-inch reach, fighting, representing Fighting Nerds MMA. He has no performance awards, but notable wins against, but a notable win against Gadzi Ormargadashiev. He has no losses. Armand Petrosian is from Russia, standing at 6'2", with a 71-inch reach, representing Academy MMA. He has no performance awards, but notable wins against Gregory Rodriguez and Kalyan Kolyan Kolev. He has no losses. Um, once I, I saw who was fighting, I got really excited. Uh, this is probably going to be one of my favorite fighters if he continues to win. Uh, uh, Kyle Superman? Bahalo, oh. The fighting Kyle. nerd. Oh. But I don't think he can beat a Superman. You don't think so? <laughs> I don't think so. Superman seems to be the, the number one super character, at least in my book. Yeah, in your book. Yes, in my book. So <laughs> in my DC uh, book, I'm in going... In your universe. In my universe, <laughs> and there's multi-universes, right? Yeah, there are. Uh, I'm going with Petrosian by decision. Well, I'm going to go ahead and go with Kyle Barhalo with a knockout in the second round. Ooh, okay. Next up on the card, we have the main event of the evening. Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Faziv in a lightweight division clash. Um... Who's going to be the best Rafael, I guess? Absolutely. And this is at 155 pounds. Title is currently vacated. Rafael Dos Anjos is 37 years old, 31 and 13 with five KOs, 10 submissions, and 16 decisions. He is currently ranked seventh in this division. His last fight was a win by decision, March of this year, and he is on a two-fight win streak. Now, Rafael Adaman 
Faziz is 11-1 with seven KOs, one submissions, three decisions. He is currently ranked eighth in this division. His last fight was a win by KO in the third round, December of last year, and he is on a five-fight win streak. Now, Faziv is a minus 200, and Dos Sanjos is a, is a plus 175. Rafael Dos Sanjos is from Brazil, standing at 5'8". With a 70-inch reach, he represents Evolve MMA. He has now eight performance awards. Notable wins come against Renato Macaino, Paul Feldler, and Kevin Lee. Notable losses come against Michael Chiesa, Leon Edwards, and Kamaru Usman. Rafael Fazib is from Kazakhstan, standing at 5'8", with a 71-inch reach, representing Sanford MMA. He has four performance awards. Notable wins come against Brad Rydell, Bobby Green, and Renato Makaino. Notable losses come against Magomed Mustafiv. So the battle of Rafael's. If we, if we each of us pick a Rafael, we're going to guarantee win, right? Win, right? Yeah. Yeah, guarantee. Yeah. Guarantee. Yeah, so I'll pick Rafael. Do do you, <laughs> right? Do you do you think that uh, this propels one of them to be at least talked about in the championship or not yet? I think one, yes. I think a win for another one, um, just another notch in his belt. I don't think he's going to be propelled to another champ to a win. Yeah, DeSanjo's thirty-seven years old now. Yeah, and he's more of a gatekeeper role now. I think so. Yeah. I think so. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go out on a limb. I think that gatekeeper still has something left in him. I'm going to take him by a decision. Well, I'm also going to go with Rafael, but this one's going to be Rafael Fafsiv. Okay. By decision. By decision. All right. <laughs> well, what do you think about this card? Um, you know what? I'm really hyped about a few of these people. I like I like Fafsiv. I think Fafsiv is just one of those up-and-coming fighters. Yeah. Um, Baralo, I'm really liking. Petrosian's another one that's up-and-coming. I really liked his him. Um, you know that Nomaga Medov. Let's see if there's a wrestling match there. If, if it goes is he to the gonna ground. is he gonna hold that name that yeah, he has exactly. high, right? Uh, Vandera and Sherman, they both need a win. They do. So they're gonna have to, you know, prove the, to themselves that they belong at the UFC. And um, and then we have uh, Michael Johnson versus Jamie Malarkey, also in the need to win. I don't know, maybe about I'm gonna set it probably about an eight right now. Oh boy, you're setting the bar high. Yeah, it's high. I'm low. You're I'm, low. I'm seven. So if it does any better than seven, I feel pretty good uh, about this card. Right. Well, that wraps up this week's preview of UFC on ESPN 39, uh, Dos Anjos versus Faziv. Um, now that brings us to our MMA news. Well, Shamayev has called out Alex Pereira after the UFC 276. Shemayev. But Shemayev is it is a 170 fighter, but he wants to f- have a fight date with Pereira at 185. Do you like that fight? I don't think I like it against um, Shemayev. I don't think Shemayev is big enough for Pereira. Right. I don't think so. Do you think that they settle the things in their own division before they even talk about doing this? I think so too. What if? Okay, let's 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 have them both win the titles in their division and then fight. I agree with you. I mean, it, it's an interesting thought and dream matchup, and I and I, I like him calling out Pierre, but they've got a lot of business to handle in their own divisions right now. Yeah, definitely. Well, it looks like uh, one of the contenders for that same division of Pieta and Adesanya is actually giving credit to um, Adesanya for not ducking other other um, fighters and actually being a fighting champion because he's active, more active than uh, more so than any other these other belt holders. Who, who who's the oh, guy? Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson. Well, yeah. I agree with him. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, regardless of w- whether you like his fighting style, he at least is active. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, a quick note. Did you know that in the last fight of Charles Oliveira, they weighed him right before his 155 weight limit fight? Do you know what his weight was at fight time? It was uh, at fight time? Yes. To, like, in the ring? Yes. 160. I don't know. 183. 183. So, what's the difference? Think about this. That, that what's is the difference? Twenty. That is 23 pounds heavier than what he's fighting at. This, that That's why he no looks sense. so big. It makes no sense. He he's literally fighting at Adesanya's what? weight that he has to be at, which obviously Adesanya's going to be bigger at weight time too. Yeah, well, yeah. So he, here's always the discussion. Okay, should the fighters be fighting at the at the fight time weight limits and not the cutting weight limits? Because this is what happens. I don't. I don't. I think it just doesn't make sense at all. These weight cutting, this weight issues, the weights, um, a day before the fight, it doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Macy Barber, uh, after her win, calls out uh, Valentina Shashenko, uh, saying that she's being exposed. Uh, she says she doesn't want the fight just yet, but um, she's calling out, saying that you know Shashenko is beatable. Why bring it up? If you're not going, why bring <laughs> it up? I mean, clearly she's not ready. She needs at least yeah. two or three more fights. And I think Macy Barber didn't she lose in the last year or something yeah. as well? Yeah. It's not like she's on a winning streak. And you're going to call out the goat of yeah. that division? Are exactly. you crazy? After a bad night, after a bad night, it, and fight. yeah, one bad night, yeah. That clearly she will uh, plug those holes and be better if they do a rematch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So I thought this would be interesting since uh, we've got quite a few people like Kamar Usman and Juan Bohovic wanting to wanting to fight, and um, I think uh, Volganovsky wants to move up weight for a super fight. So I'm going to give you some dream fights. You tell me if you're interested. Okay. What about a uh, a uh, Carlos Barza versus a Valentina Shashenko? Carlos no. Barza moving up in fight. You interested? No. Not no. after Carlos Barza. What they did with Rose, Thug Rose, and yeah, you know, not that. No. What about a Valentina Shashenko moving up in weight and fighting a Juliana Pena? If she wins, possibly. If if Pena wins, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, obviously, Pena moving up in weight to fight Nunes. We already have that coming. What about a Figueredo moving up in weight to fight Aljamain Sterling? Do you like that fight? Yeah, I like that. You like that fight? I like that. And who do you like winning that fight? Uh, I think Figueredo. I, I think so I too. Think it right? I think so. I okay. th- but you know what? Sterling proved us wrong the last time. Big he time continues wrong. to prove us wrong, right? Yeah. Okay. What about Aljamain Sterling moving up in weight, and he's going to fight the great Alexander Volkanovsky? Do you want to see that fight? Uh, I, I would like to see that fight just to see Volkanovsky win because I think that's a good win for him. Like that would be a winnable fight for him. Uh, Aljamain Sterling's a big guy, though. He really is a big guy. So are a lot of people that try to I fight. Know. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. So we've talked about a little bit about Volganovsky moving up in weight and fighting the vacated title, Charles Oliveira, or whoever he's going to fight. Are you interested in that dream fights, whoever's Vol- up Oliveira there? and Volkanovski? Yeah. could be that. Yeah. yeah I, I would like you that. For that. Yeah. I'm okay. up for that. Well, let's say uh, Oliveira is the current champion. Do you like him moving up in weight and fighting Kamar Usman? Um... Oliveira champ. Yeah. Uh, well, if he hydrates the way he does. So, yeah, I think so. 
And who do you like in that fight? Uh, I like Kamaru Usman. I do, too. I like Kamaru Usman. So let's say Kamaru Usman moves up in weight, and he's going to fight uh, the champion, Israel Adesanya. Do you like that fight? I don't think it will ever happen because they're two Nigerians. They won't fight each other, I'm sure. But if they did, if there was enough money, I'm sure, um, I would like Usman in that fight. I would to too. take him down because he's not going to mess around. He's going to fight his yeah. fight and wrestle. That's what he likes yeah. to do. He likes to wrestle. So Adesanya is going to move up in weight to light heavyweight. He's going to fight Yarir Prokhaja. Do you like that fight? Uh, I do for Prokhaja because I think Prokhaja is a beast. Nah, is I, I see him reigning for a while. I could be wrong with Glover Teixeira coming back. Glover Teixeira did have almost that win in the he did in that bag. He ran out of gas. Ran out of gas. Yep. And then lastly, Yarir Prokhaja is going to move up to heavyweight and fight Francis Ngannou. Are you interested in that? Am I in, man? That's if 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 Yuri puts on some weight and keeps that weight on, uh, yeah, I would be, but not. Does he stand a chance though? Do, do very many people stand a chance against Francis? Ngannou? Exactly. So, are we interested <laughs> in seeing that? I would. Know, I would. I would like it. Would I would you? like to see it. I don't yeah. think it's a massacre. I think you don't be think ready. so. Yeah. And and Yarir is not scared to mix it up. It's not like he's going to be running away from Francis Ngannou's power. He's Correct. not. Yeah. Yeah, that should be interesting. Well, there you go. I don't know. The last thing for me, uh, I don't know if you remember or you saw this uh, coming out over the weekend. Looks like Nate Diaz was in an interview with one of these, uh, you know, MMA media blogging websites, YouTube websites. And um, turns out that uh, the reporter said something or said something in the past that Nate Diaz didn't like. And he got a Stockton slap to the side of his head. I did not see it. I don't know what the guy said, but yeah. I'm sure it was deserved. Well, it says seems like Nate Diaz caught wind of some Twitter remarks that this uh, host said uh-huh. or this uh, reporter said um, against one of his own fighters, uh, and he didn't take well to it. And he confronted him and gave him the stock to the slap. Now, the thing is, should every MMA fighter go against and be physical with someone that they don't agree with them as far as Twitter or reporting or even one of their co-fighters. No, of course not. They, right. they, they should not. Right. But m- when me and you do this podcast and we say a fighter had an off night or he got dominated or whatever, we try to do it in a respectful way. Correct. Right? Yes. Not that the f- MMA fighters are going to find us in, in lowly West Texas or whatever yeah. you want to call it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, it's a profession. We're being critical, but you can do it respectfully. So if you're not being respectful right. against an MMA fighter, guess what you're getting? Yeah, especially from a Nate Diaz, right? Yeah, and especially from a Nate Diaz, a Conor McGregor, you know, the, the, yeah. those You're going to get so a handful. You're right? going to get a handful. Well, <laughs> uh, someone got a handful. Yeah. Well, that's all I have for this week. That's all I have. Well, all right, that wraps up our MMA news segment for this week. Uh, on to our Pick'em Show. Yeah, so, uh, well, Daniel, you went 3-1 and one in MMA. I went 2-2 two and two in MMA. Okay. You went one and one in boxing, and I went one and one in boxing. Right. So you are now at twenty-one wins, and right. I am at seventeen wins. There you go. <laughs> I do not know how to handle being behind against you right now. <laughs> I don't know what I need to do, and it looks like this week we're going to yeah, have some discrepancy. Yeah, yeah, another discrepancy. So, but for our players' picks for the season, we currently have Omar at eight, Dom at eight, Lynn at eleven, uh, new player Everett at thirteen. Shane at 15. I am at 17. Dan is at 18. 
Shannon is at 19, and you are leading all of it at 21. All right. Sounds sounds nice. Yes, but hey, it, the player long, yeah the player picks rolling on. We're we're in week number five. Yeah, up. definitely. Well, thank you to everyone that's continuing to participate in our pick 'em lead. Don't forget to vote. Um, get your votes in as soon as possible. And uh, you know we enjoy it. If you haven't joined us yet, just jump right on in. Uh, it's a it's a nice little survey. It's on our Facebook page. Click that and sign up, and it's fun. And free. Absolutely. And always go to our Facebook page and check out any late-breaking combat world sports news. Well, that wraps everything up for this week. Thank you to everyone that continues to, continues to listen to our show. We hope to be back next week with a recap of this week's fights and predictions. My name is Daniel. And I'm Alan. Y'all have a great week, everyone. Keep your hands up. And happy fighting. We'll see you next week. <laughs>